Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pole Position Podcast. And yes, live streaming as well. Twitch.tv slash Fruebar. Esther Brownies is here. Joey is here. Brian is here. Machine Bro is here. I'm sure there are more. Am I, who am I missing, guys? I'm missing. Oh, James Woodhood is here. Drew is here. Oh, the chat's filling up. I like it. Coming up, what it means to do business in New York City. We ain't Oh, you know what? I just It just hit me literally at this second. It hit me. I have not checked the homework file. So if you sent in homework, it'll have to be tomorrow night because I just it just hit me now. I forgot to check. Bad John. Bad John. Uh, I want to share some headlines that uh, showed up in my feed. I don't know if you guys have. Like, I use Google News. That's what I use. So I hit this button. It's like a Google G. Boom. And then it, it gives me news. Like it creates a feed, I guess, from stuff I'm interested in. And a bunch of stories pot- popped up in a row that somewhat concerned me uh, as a Canadian and uh, maybe speaks to our doughiness when it comes to penalties and people being in prison. Uh, we'll get to that here in a second. But I saw this and I thought this was really kind of wonderful. This is from uh, New York City where uh, this guy Plava, Plava runs, it looks to be a, a convenience store. And this is this is the sign that Plava has up on his door. It says in in red letters underlined, this is what it says. COVID-19 is some real shit. Exclamation point, exclamation point. This is Pava's note on the door of his store. If you're not buying, stay out. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I think our guy Plava has, he's uh, had enough. He's not, he's not having any of it anymore. Uh, then he has uh, one, two, three, four, five, six bullet points. Bullet point number one, cover your effing mouth. Exclamation point. Bullet point number two, STFU. That's shut the F up. Buy your shiz and leave ASAP. <laughs> this is my favorite bullet point that Plava put on his note to his, his customers. No titty or shoe money. You know, titty and shoe money is, is really, I don't know how stores deal with the titty and the shoe money. Do you know what titty and shoe money is? That's where people in the summer, they roll in there and they have their money and they shove it in their bra. Or worse, they have it in their shoe because they don't have pockets. So Plava's not interested in your, quote, titty or shoe money. <laughs> Stand back at least six feet. Store capacity is only five motherfuckers at once. You cough, you are out. This is his note to his customers. And then his, his final salutation is, stay safe and stay alive, Plava. 
It's not easy in New York City. We've said this before. The risk of insult is the price of clarity. There's some points there, Plava, that you might insult people, but he's trying to get his point across. He is just about done with this whole COVID-19 stuff. I think he's not alone. Most of us are just about done. (laughs) Most of us are just about done. Uh, Joey's wondering if it's Photoshopped. You know, it could be. It's possible. But Joey, I don't think it is. And my reasoning is the Photoshop person is either the best, which if you're the best Photoshop person, I don't know making up a a sign from a store in New York City would be the best use of your time. Um, But the glare on the poster and because it's laminated in that, I, I just think it I think it is real. I don't know if you've been to New York. It seems very real. (laughs) It seems very real. Look, look, you have to be better with your titty and your shoe money. (laughs) Who knew? Uh, So here are the headlines. So I rolled through my phone device. I I put these all in my folder because I said we need to have a conversation. I don't know that we're going to get to an end result. But I think this sort of proves that sometimes in, in Canada, we seem to be a little bit like the Pillsbury Doughboy, soft in our stomach, hee hee hee, when it comes to punishments. So the first headline uh, from the Ottawa Citizen, this is the headline, Ottawa terrorist, Ottawa terrorist, like we all know terrorist is a pretty serious label, right? Ottawa terrorist released from halfway house starts a new life. Does everyone feel relieved that the Ottawa terrorist is starting a new life? Yeah, so that that guy, he was in jail in 2015. He was trying to leave Canada so he could fight for ISIS. He has been released from a Calgary halfway house. He's starting over and he's newly married and... He's setting his sights on entrepreneurship. Here's the thing. Um, he went to start his, his, his like home improvement business and he started doing some renovations and he had a workplace injury that required considerable, considerable medical care. So we were paying for this terrorist before and now we're paying for him again. But hey, isn't that nice that, you know, this guy, he's, he's a terrorist. The RCMP wiretapped him, found out all about him, caught him, terrorist, convicted, terrorist. He's getting to start a new life. Does everyone feel safer? Okay, so that was the first headline. Then I I was scrolling down. The next one, Halifax businessman sentenced to three years in in prison because of tax fraud. So here's what I learned quickly. If you're a terrorist, you get to start a new life after not much penalty. You, you Now, at the same time, if you mess with the Canada Revenue Agency, they're going to give you a big F you and they're going to throw your ass in jail. <laughs> now, think about it for a second. Which guy do you want on the street? The guy that didn't pay his taxes, who quite frankly feels like all of us, Right. Or the guy that was a terrorist. Like the terrorist guy had the RCMP doing like secret service kind of stuff to catch him. 
And CRA was a bunch of accountants <laughs> that brought this guy down. And look, they're both guilty and they should both pay a penalty. But to me, it just seems weird. You know, this guy, he didn't pay some source deductions. He's been screwing around, running his business. Clearly, he's really crappy at it. He, he almost, this is the other thing that drives me nuts. He defrauded the federal government of almost a million dollars. That's a lot of money, a million dollars, which always makes me wonder. I'm like, how did we not catch him sooner? Like, how did we not catch him when he was defrauding us of a hundred thousand dollars? Or two hundred thousand, or three hundred thousand. We let him get all the way up to a million, <laughs> did we? Yeah. Now he has to pay the full amount plus interest back. Okay. So that was it. So we got the terrorist guy who's now starting a new life. <gasps> Lucky him. We got the guy that was running the business, eh, not very well, thrown in jail. And then there was this guy, a man who murdered a Montreal teen is trying to use the faint hope clause to seek early release. You might remember this. This is from 2006. A uh, guy murdered a Montreal teenager. And when I say murdered, it's, it, it's, it's more than murder. This guy stabbed the teen 72 times. So it's not like he was a drunken driver who made a horrible decision it's not like it was, you know, something like he accidentally pushed a kid out into traffic or like something. The guy stabbed the teen 72 times. And he's going to try and use this faint hope clause, which you might say, what the hell is the faint hope clause? Well, what's interesting is it doesn't really exist anymore because... Stephen Harper got rid of it in 2011. But the reason this guy can use it is if you were convicted before Stephen Harper repealed it, you can still use it. So this guy falls into that category. And I wasn't really sure, like, what, what, does, the, what does the faint hope clause do? Well, in Canada, we believe that you should have hope of getting out. No matter what you did, you should have hope that you can get out of jail. Because they say, if you don't have hope, it's harder to rehabilitate. Now, I don't know where you are on rehabilitation of criminals. I suppose the dream is everyone should get a second chance at life. And if you learn from your mistake and you give back to society, maybe there's hope for you. Like, for example... Uh, the guy who didn't pay his taxes, yeah, probably okay to give him a second shot. You know why? He didn't hurt anybody. Uh, the terrorist guy, to be fair, he was caught before he was a full-fledged terrorist doing something. He just really wanted to be a terrorist. Yeah, maybe he can get a second chance. This guy stabbed a teenager 72 times. I'm not so sure that I'm giving this guy a pass. I'm not sure I really care if this guy gets rehabilitated. In fact, although I'm not a huge fan of Stephen Harper and the conservatives, I think what Stephen Harper did was a good thing, repealing that. But of course, this guy still slipped under the wire. Here's the part that kind of blew me away, okay? When they, when they do these, like, you know, you go before the parole board and try and get out, tell your story, try and use the faint hope clause, all that stuff. When, when, you, when you use it, 
it turns out that 76%, 76% of judicial review hearings result in earlier parole and eligibility parole eligibility. So in 76% of the cases, bad guys and gals get their sentences reduced or get out early. It makes I don't know about you. It feels like we're a little doughy. It feels like we're a little doughy. I say Stephen Harper was on the right track when he repealed this crazy faint hope clause. I don't know. Stabbed the teenager 76 times. Whoo. I don't know. But I saw those headlines. I was like, wow, they really didn't mess around with that guy who didn't pay his taxes. They got his ass in jail ASAP. (laughs) Meanwhile, we've got the guy out in Calgary that was a terrorist. He's got a new leash on life. And this guy over here who's stabbing people 70 72 times, he's like, hey, maybe you guys could let me out now? That'd be great. By the way, the good news is uh, the, you know, those in the know, the lawyers and whatnot, they don't think this guy will get it. But it's kind of like Dumb and Dumber. You're saying there's a chance. I don't know if I like that there's even a chance. So if you're like me with this COVID-19 deal, and uh, since we've been allowed to do more things, and certainly this Delta variant is proving to be maybe the nastiest and scariest of them all. But we still have our freedoms and we should enjoy them before we get back to talks of lockdowns and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm cool. Like, I don't don't need you to tell me I don't have to wear a mask. I'm good to wear a mask. Let's lock in mask wearing till next year. Let's just play it extra safe. I don't want to mess around. But if you're like me, since we've loosened things up, I have been thinking about traveling. I was not thinking about traveling. Then for whatever reason, things started to loosen up. I thought, you know, I should maybe, maybe go somewhere. And I started looking up places to go, probably like many people did. And my problem is if you fly out of Ottawa, it seems, and now maybe Air Canada has changed this since I looked, but at the time I looked, Air Canada is flying everyone from Ottawa to either Montreal or Toronto, and then you fly from there. So that meant you either had, for me, one or multiple stopovers. And I didn't want, I don't, I like to fly direct because I don't, I don't like hopping on and off planes because to me, it's just a chance that something could go wrong and I could get stuck in a city I don't want to be in. So I had been thinking about it. Okay. I, I had been thinking about it, but now I can tell you, lock this in based on the information I'm about to share with you. I am 100% a no. no. Yeah. I'm not traveling. I'm not getting on a plane. Here's why. Uh, this came out of uh, Pearson in Toronto. Passengers are being left to sit on hot airplanes for hours due to overcrowding inside Canada's largest airport. Well, what does that mean? Well, obviously, we know all buildings, their capacities have been brought down to keep us COVID safe. So if you could usually have 100 people, you can only have 50 people. Well, the same is true, obviously, for the airport. Makes sense. So what is happening? People are getting in flights. All the flights are arriving. And then the folks at Pearson are like, whoa, we have too many people. Everyone will have to wait. 
So now instead of waiting, let's say somewhere like, I don't know, outside (laughs) uh, or in a big room that they might have, they leave you in a small tube surrounded by hot air and the nice breathing of everyone else on board. I hate being stuck on the tarmac. Drives me nuts. This this made me go, no, I'm not. Until they get this solved, no. I'm not flying into a destination, being, being there, looking at the gate. I can see it all and still be stuck on a plane. I'll go crazy. I'll go crazy. I, and this is the thing I can never understand. And I remember Aaron Rand and I had a, a long conversation about this, and he was on the other side of this discussion because we were having a conversation about uh, Trudeau in Montreal. Uh, Aaron Rand does the afternoon show on CJD 800, if you don't know. Uh, and we were having this conversation on the air one time because they had uh, problems with security. Like, they had these huge, long security lines. And, of course, Andrew was like, you know, well, they're doing a good job checking people and whatnot. And I said, Andrew, I, I don't think this is acceptable. He said, well, why not? And I said, well, the airport is the one place on the planet where within 1%, they know exactly how many people are going to be there and when. They know it. People buy tickets. Very rarely do people not show up. They know that there's going to be 100 people flying in. They know when a plane is coming in, how many people are going to be needed. They know if a plane is late, how, how much of a pressure that's going to put on the system. They know this. This is not secrets. They should be appropriately staffed for it and be reacting to it. There should never be a backlog unless it's a major storm or something. That's different. I'm talking day-to-day business. There should never be a lineup of people anywhere. We should have people flowing. Or if there is going to be a lineup, because we know people shouldn't be stuck on the tarmac. We should be able to bring them into a secure area and then let them you know, sit in an area and then move them to the next area. Because we have these areas. It's no different. Than I said, like, I don't understand why we stick people on the tarmac. So we have a plane that is waiting for whatever it might be. Let's pretend a pilot or something. And now they're sitting on the tarmac. Like we've heard stories where they sit on the tarmac for three or four hours. Why don't they deplane those people and have a, a hangar or something, an outdoor tent, something where they can just go and they can be watched. They can't get anywhere. They, they can't find stuff. There's nothing in the building. There's maybe a TV on the wall and, and a pop machine or something. And like control them, but don't keep them stuck inside a goddamn airplane. Anyhow, I saw this. We're, we're going to be waiting when we arrive. So imagine you're traveling home and you're thinking of, you know, I'm going to get to the airport. I still got to get my car, luggage, drive home, pick up the kids. And now you're sitting on the tarmac and you can't move. No, I'm out. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not traveling until this is sorted out. Somebody let me know when it's fixed. Okay. Let me know when it's fixed. Now this story, um, it, it's befuddled me a little bit because this is a headline. See if this befuddles you a little bit. Bo encouraged teacher to masturbate in front of grade two class. So what that means is a boyfriend convinced his girlfriend that it would be a good idea to you know, rattle the chain, so to speak, in front of her class first point of view if you can be convinced to masturbate in front of your class doesn't matter what grade it is you're probably not 
suited to be a teacher. It's not for you. Don't do it. If you can be talked into that, it's not your profession. Get out. <laughs> I don't know, John. Uh, I've been teaching grade eight science. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you you could talk me into it. <laughs> uh, Amelia Resler. It's nice that her name got in the paper. I hope it's Googled forever. Ooh, I met Amelia Resler today. I should Google her. Oh, she masturbated in front of her class. Charming. Uh, she's charged with 19 counts of child molestation, and which is one count for each child in the class. Uh, the teacher was alleg- was allegedly... Can you imagine someone had to say you were allegedly masturbating? <laughs> Look, guys, I, I, I don't want you to lock this in, but there was some alleged masturbation. You would think that's either... You would think that is either a yes or a no. Anyway, the teacher was allegedly masturbating in front of her grade two class because she was encouraged by her boyfriend. I hope her boyfriend is in sales because this guy can talk anybody into anything. Uh, she was arrested. She was charged. Um, the cops learned that she was being encouraged to take explicit videos of her performing sexual acts on herself while teaching. Oh, honey, it would be so hot if you could send that to me while you're teaching. (laughs) Now, my wife is a teacher. You know this. Do you think right now if I sent a note to my wife and said, hey, next time you're in the class, could you send me a titty pic? She would burn her phone and then come out and kill me. What in the hell? Uh, On her Facebook, uh, Rosler said her boyfriend was her soulmate. Uh, They started uh, investigating after, here's the good news, the video started circulating around town because um, it was shared from her boyfriend, who, of course... He is a charmer. <laughs> now, in her own uh, Facebook, you know how you can put a profile of yourself on your Facebook? By the way, I know Joey's already looking up her Facebook profile. He's sending her direct messages. Joey's in the chat right now. Um, she describes herself as beautifully broken, perfectly imperfect, just altogether a dazzling disaster. You know what? Judges? I think she nailed it. Correct answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So there you go. That's uh, that's some quality education going on there. Over there in the United States. By the way, you, you want to say it's Florida. I know you do. Uh, but no, it's actually Georgia. I don't understand. Look, I understand that when you're in love slash lust with someone... The idea of sending titillating pictures to each other and dirty chats, I can understand how that's, you know, that can be a thing between two people. I get it. But as soon as your boyfriend says, hey, can you do it in front of everyone at school? That's where you should go, no, I'm out. Honey, you've gone too far. You're insane. Anyhow, she's in trouble. (laughs) She is in trouble. Lachine bro, John, it's great your Farley Mowat look today. Do I have a Farley Mowat look? Now I got to look up Farley Mowat. I don't. I don't know that I have a Farley Mowat look. Farley Mowat. Oh, it's not quite Farley Mowat. 
if you're not watching twitch.tv slash fruitbar, you can see what we're talking about. Let me just put Farley Mowat on the screen here for a second. That's Farley Mowat right there. Hmm. You know what? I I think I think that one, Lashibro, just a bit outside. <laughs> just a bit outside. Uh, someday I am going to look like Farley Mowat. Now this is for real. This is from Winnipeg. Maybe you've been on the streets some days where you see someone who is moving their house. Chad, have you ever seen this? Where they they move a house down the road. Uh, You know, they usually have the transport trailer and usually the house goes over both sides. Frequently, they would have a wide load sign on the back and they would usually have, you know, some guys in front with flashing lights and some guys in back with uh, flashing lights. This to me really signifies, number one, the self-entitlement that exists in today's world. Uh, Number two, the lack of concern for others. And self-importance on your project is more important than everyone else. Police arrested a guy because he had been trimming and cutting down trees on a median of a Winnipeg street. So you know how often there's like a street going down, you know, one street's going north, and there's a couple lanes, then there's a concrete median with some grass and some trees, and then there's a couple lanes going the other way. This happens in every city. Happens in Winnipeg. So this moving company, they had a permit to move this house out of the city. And they couldn't get it down the road because in the middle of the road, the median, there were trees. So these fuckers went and cut down the trees. They started cutting down the trees. Not their trees. No authority to do so. They just started cutting them down. Why? They had a job to do. Their job was more important than the beautification, the environment, all that stuff of the city. They, they had a house to move. How dare these trees get in our way? Can you imagine? Of course, people immediately went to social media and, and got mad at the city because they're like, hey, who's cutting down our trees? This is bull. We need these trees. You know, people walk along that street. There's, you know, sidewalks. They get shade. And of course, everyone in the city is like, we, we're not cutting down any trees. And of course, then they figured it out. So this guy will be charged. And again, arrest it, mischief over $5,000. I don't know what actually that will lead to, but he's probably going to get less than the terrorist, less than the guy that stabbed 72 times. <laughs> probably not as much as the guy that didn't pay his tax bill. But can you imagine the balls of this, this crew? We've got to move the house. We're more important than everybody else. Just cut down the trees, boys. Let's go. No one will notice. Turns out, everyone noticed. Everyone. In Utah, the governor is, is taking a bit of heat. And I really wish, uh, there's not been many times um, since I, I was no longer on the radio, when they kicked me off all the stations I was on, on um, there hasn't been a time where I'm like, oh, I wish I was on the radio tonight. Mark it down. 
Aug 8 or August 9th. What are we at here? We're recording this 734 live on twitch.tv slash rhubarb. I wish I was on the radio. Why? Because a concerned Utah resident wrote a letter to the governor of Utah. Now, the governor of Utah is Governor Spencer Cox. Mm -hmm. C-O-X, Cox. I don't know if he's a big Cox or a small Cox, a wide Cox, a thin Cox. I don't know what kind of Cox he is. Uh, or what other Cox he's related to, but Governor Spencer Cox got this letter. And this is what it said. I do not know if you know this, but when people say your surname, it sounds like the word cock. It's obscene. (laughs) Now, do you think somebody who has the last name Cox, C-O-X, do you think they're aware of that... uh, that proximity to the word cock. Like my last name is Paul and I am fully aware that I will get penis jokes because my last name is Paul. It has not evaded me. I understand it. But this guy, he said, look, man, you're, I don't know if if anyone's told you, I know you're the governor, but man, people think of cock when they hear your name. Uh, The unidentified writer demanded the governor change his foul and dirty name. Us decent people here in Utah will not stand for it. The Honorable Republican Party will not stand for it. Most importantly, I will not stand for it. Thousands of other Utahns will be sitting in protest, not standing, until you change your heinous surname to something less offensive. Like Titty. This is social justice. We will not be denied denied basic human decency. Uh, Cox posted a picture of this letter on his Twitter and noted that he was really grateful for the criticism and constructive feedback I get from constituents that demand I change my name. (laughs) Good golly. Miss Molly. Uh, A survey of the obvious. This would fall under the uh, category of you don't say. From the University in Denmark. Now, the University of Denmark, I'm concerned for them because I feel they're wasting everyone's time. Here's, Here's what they came up with in their survey. This is what they discovered. Kids of heavy drinkers have more mental health and criminal problems. You don't say. You're telling me kids that have had to live with parents that are drinking a lot and doing crazy things, probably making poor decisions from time to time, maybe not giving the best care to their children from time to time. You're telling me they impact the children? Hmm. Alcohol harms others. This phenomenon includes higher rates of mental health disorders, infant and child mortality, and criminal convictions. The study finds uh, academic achievements among those kids are also lower, and rates of abuse, abuse, neglect, and foster care placement increase. The team reports that there is an elevated risk for hospitalizations for physical illness and injury in childhood or adolescence. Now, I don't know about you. 
I didn't need a study to figure that out. I like really, I didn't need. I could have. If you could have said, John, you think if a kid grows up with someone who drinks a lot, what do you think the downside is? I'm like, well, probably might not grow up to be the best. Might have some criminal issues, you know, because they didn't have anyone giving them that guidance, and uh, you know, probably it'll be some sort of mental health issue, whether it's, you know, insecurities, you know, whatever. Like the list goes on and on. Thank, thanks to University of Denmark, though. It's a good point. You know what? I shouldn't. I shouldn't be hard on them. It's probably always worth mentioning, right? It's, it's always probably worth bringing up. Now, I have become not a fan. I don't even know if I ever was a fan, but I'm not a big Meghan Markle fan. She just grinds my gears the wrong way. Her and Prince Harry, they just seem to be annoying as shit. They just seem to be that way uh, because they say they want their privacy, yet they, they can't do enough podcasts and Netflix deals and writing books and book tours, yet they're demanding the world give them privacy. We would love to give them privacy. Piss off. But they keep putting their face back in front of the cameras, and it drives me crazy. I kind of liked Meghan Markle's dad because he seemed at least honestly crazy. Well, <laughs> he he says um, he doesn't want to honor the wishes of his of his daughter, and her wishes are that he wouldn't speak to the press. And he's like, "Well, I kind of like speaking to the press." He sent her a bouquet of three dozen roses for her birthday last week. Sounds sweet. Sounds like something a dad might do for the daughter. Of course, um, he didn't hear back from her. So he immediately went and complained to TMZ. <laughs> you know what? The, the Markle and Harry drive me crazy. And the dad clearly is offside on a lot of things. But at least he's entertaining. At least he's kind of not so crazy. Like I can, I can kind of support him in that way. Like if I'm on team Markle, I'm on team Thomas Markle, not Megan. Because he's crazy in a good way. Yeah. Big news coming soon. Great news. In other news. Oh, in other news. In other news. All right, in other news, stories you can share with your family and friends. Tell them you listen to the Pole Position podcast. Make sure they download it as well. Or mosey on over to our stream. We stream it live. You can join the chat. You can join ex-Stome Trooper. Brian, Lashimbro, Esther Brownies, Joey, a whole bunch of people having conversations right now in our chat, becoming friends for life. Twitch.tv slash Frubar. Hit the follow button. When you hit the follow button, you'll get notifications when we go live. We record the show Mondays through Thursdays around 7 and then Friday lunchtime till chill, usually around lunch. Shout out to uh, Mr. Fro84, also known as Brian, for uh, subscribing three months in a row. We appreciate that. How do you subscribe? Well, that's easy. If you have a Prime membership with Amazon, uh, that means you get fast delivery. It also means you get the TV shows and all that kind of good stuff. In that deal, you're already getting a free Twitch subscription. So if you have Amazon, you just uh, scoot on over to twitch.tv slash FruBar. You hit the subscribe button. You link it to your account. It takes about 20 seconds. And boom, you can give your subscription to the channel. Support the podcast, support the stream, and it's very much appreciated. Thank you. Twitch.tv slash Frubar. So Bruce Springsteen, who is, like, I think Bruce Springsteen's a pretty cool guy. Like, if 
you, you say rock star John you'd like to have a beer with. I'd have Bruce Springsteen on my list. Uh, you say artist, like if you had 10 CDs you could take to a a, a beach somewhere and you're going to be stranded on a beach. Born in the USA might be on that list for me. I like that album a lot. Uh, he's a cool guy, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, you know, he's political and whatnot. And I don't agree with all his politics, but I, I like, I like, I like that he has a voice, and he's not like yelling and screaming. He tries to take a practical approach. I appreciate that. I was also pretty excited because his twenty-nine-year-old daughter, Jessica Springsteen, was at the twenty twenty Olympics in 2021 and of course she was part of the uh, u.s equestrian team which of course my daughter's in equestrian so i was interested about it. i'm like hey bruce springsteen's daughter wins me mine can uh his daughter jessica got the silver medal so that's a pretty cool family i rock icon and and olympian that's that's a cool family taking silver in the jumping team final. And Jessica Springsteen, yes, she is the daughter of Bruce Springsteen and her horse Don Juan were part of the group taking a medal. Born in the USA. Born to ride. (laughs) Born to ride. Glory days. I mean, whatever you want to say. So many good cliches, my sister. You tried. You tried. But that's kind of cool. So in the rock star category, Bruce Springsteen may be the only rock star with an Olympic kid, uh, Olympian as a kid. I don't know if anyone else has that. Uh, this one I just had to share because it's, it's so goddamn ridiculous. Uh, Backstreet Boyd singer Brian Luttrell, uh, he's got some advice for Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. A Backstreet Boy has advice for Britney Spears. He suggests that Britney should be more careful with what she puts on her social media because, you know, it could look bad. In today's world, like what she's going through, oh, she's she's being looked at with a microscope. But she has to be careful. You know, she's a parent. She's a, she's a mom, you know. But she has to be smart. I think she should be diligent. It's not like she can stop her social media, you know. Does what she does. She's Britney. Actually, Brian, she could stop her social media. Yeah, like she could literally stop her social media, give it to an assistant to deal with and say, post one thing about me a week or two things about me. Like, hey, back in 1992, this was uh, behind the scenes at a video shoot. She, she doesn't have to do the, you know, I'm in a bikini, come look at me stuff. She doesn't have to do that. Uh, Brian also believes that Britney is smart enough and she knows she needs public opinion on her side. Well, there's no public opinion is always going to be on her side because we love train wrecks. You, you want people to be behind you. In that, you know, you just have to be cautious and be respectful of, I think, what you post on social media, especially in a time like this. We want the best for her, you know? She's, she's a smart young lady, so she's grown up in this business, it's tough. But she also has to be smart, you know? I think you have to put those different hats on and be a professional at the same time in order to, in order to get what you deserve. It kind of sounds like Brian is working at a bus stop. Uh, that was the most obvious advice, really, quite frankly. It's all of us, you know, be careful what you put on social media, especially these days, because you never know what could happen. It's a good thing Brian's on that. Uh, meanwhile, this I also found interesting. Jennifer Aniston, who, I'm not going to lie, I love her. I do. 
She's one of my TV wives. Jennifer Aniston says, uh, here's the first thing she bought, the big splurge buy. Now, you think about Jennifer Aniston. She's got a gazillion dollars. What did she go and splurge money on the first time she had a bit of, you know, cash in her jeans? My first splurge was a car. It was a Mercedes 270SL. It was on La Cienega, saying for sale on it for like two years. And I remember thinking one day, wouldn't that be great if I could buy that car? And then first year friends happened and I bought the car. It might've been like $13,000. Okay, hang on. Um, you're on Friends, even in the first season? You bought a car that would been there two years? You didn't, you didn't call like somebody who's a car person and get their two cents? Uh, she says it turned out to be a mistake. No shit. And I don't even actually think I made it home before it just went like, D -d 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 -d. it might have honestly just been the shell of a car. I, I, I don't even, and I was the sucker to finally purchase it. So the amount of work I had to put into that car just to make it drive a block. Hmm. Did anyone else see that coming? I, I didn't think, I didn't think someone like Jennifer Aniston could be boondoggled on a used car deal. Hmm. Um, the new thing is for uh, pilots and uh, people in department stores that have access to public address announcements. Everyone wants to make public address announcements now. Uh, this one, it was shot by a passenger. A pilot gives a very personal sermon over the speaker on an American Airlines flight. Um, he basically talks about his struggle with his sexuality and abuse he endured as a young boy. Uh, I'm going to give you a highlight of uh, some of the stuff he shared, which... Look, uh, I, I think it's good he's sharing his story. I don't know if he picked the best spot. <laughs> like, when you have a bunch of people trapped on a plane. But yeah, here's how it went down. I was raped or molested as a young boy. It does not matter whether it was... You can go ahead and go if you need to. It does not matter whether it was a family member or friend or stranger. It happened and I was um, left to deal with it alone. I screamed to God every night that he would take away my sins and thoughts and resulting homosexual tendencies. My life spent, kept spiraling out of control. I became a sexual addict and turned to pornography. That's okay. I'm sorry if you're uncomfortable. Um, I just want you to hear me. I'm, I'm not trying to tell you what to do. But I became a sexual addict, turned to pornography. All right. Um, I'm going to tell you right now. If I'm on a flight with my kids and the pilot starts talking about, you know, being addicted to porn and... Um, all that stuff. I am going to write a very stern letter. <laughs> Look, I get I get the guy's struggle. He wants to tell his story, his truth, that kind of stuff. I don't have an issue with it. I just don't know if being on a plane, like that's not the right time and place for that, I don't think. By the way, here's the weird thing. The guy went on for three minutes and he wasn't even the pilot. He, he, like, he wasn't even on duty. He just asked the crew if he could make an announcement at the end of the flight. He's basically, hey, can I get, a, can I get up and, and chat for a bit? Just over one year into our marriage, I began to give in to the pressure of being gay. I asked other gay crew members questions about their lifestyle and what, and what led them to becoming gay. Pretty soon, I was taking part in that lifestyle. I had sex with men and would come home work trips and pretend that nothing happened. 
Ultimately, I want to share the love of Christ with you. If you feel uncomfortable, that's fine, but I will talk to you in the gay area. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, appreciate your story about your struggles. Uh, where does my flight connect when I get off? I'm just connecting to Toronto. Where, do I go left or do I go right? I think I talked for three minutes. Three minutes when your flight has landed feels like three hours. Again, I think the guy's got a story to share. He's got to get it out there. Sounds like he, you know he's, he's tr- you know trying to get everything in line, figure out his life and all that kind of stuff. I'm just not sure. Uh, I'm just not sure the airplane... Is, like I'm surprised no one, none of the other people from the staff were like, or the crew were like, "Hey man, uh, let's just save this for later." <laughs> like one mother was outraged. Yeah, Drew said one John was outraged. I don't know. <laughs> it just seems odd, doesn't it? That you know, out of all the things you could get up and say, that's what he did. <laughs> that doesn't... look. I've told you this before. Don't ever forget. The world is getting stranger. It's getting weird. What a great job you have. You get to tell everyone good news. Just restored my faith in humanity. Uh, these stories, I mean, you read all the crazy stories. The guy that stabs a teen 72 times. The people cutting down trees. And then you, you, you hear something like this and you go, there's just some really good salt of the earth type folks. People that just, they're just decent human beings. Case in point, um, some trash collectors, waste collection workers in Ohio. They found $25,000. Big dollars. That a family accidentally threw out. So they, last week, the family threw it out. They, the family was horrified when they realized they threw it out. They were cleaning out their house for their grandmother, and they had cleaned out the refrigerator and threw out all the garbage. They had grabbed all the freezer stuff and put it in a bag, and then grandma was like, hey, where's that envelope with the $25,000 in it? Don't lose that. And they're like, grandma, we already put it in the garbage. Grandma and your $25,000 checks. Uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say it. it. Might not have been checked. It was an envelope with twenty five thousand, so it could have had cash in it. You would think it'd be a pretty thick envelope. Anyway, they threw it out. So they called the folks and um, at the uh, the waste collection place, and the supervisor Gary, his team was able to contact the driver before he got to the landfill. He was diverted to a recycling facility. The workers went through the contents of the vehicle. That means these workers went through potentially hundreds of bags of trash. In 10 minutes, they found the, the right bag. They found the envelope with the 25000 and they returned it back to Grandma. Here comes the money. Money talks. Here comes the money. <laughs> now, I don't know about you, but I would have been like, Oh, Grandma, we found your envelope, um, but it was open. There was o- we could only there was only fifteen thousand in it. <laughs> it's weird. There was only fifteen thousand in it, Grandma. But we got you the fifteen. It's better than nothing. Take the boys out for drinks afterwards because we were digging through garbage. Bottom line, the guys and gals they did a nice thing to help out Grandma. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Back tomorrow. 
seven. Be here. Be square. We've done enough talking. Are you done? done? I'm done. Yeah. And it's done. Okay. Done. We made it. I appreciate you spending time with the Pole Position Podcast. You're always welcome to reach out. I love your feedback. Nightside at email.com. On Twitter at John Paul at J-O-N-P-O-L-E. And on Instagram, the Pole Position Podcast. If you enjoy what we're doing, do me a favor. Share it with someone you trust. We're going to take over the world together. I am John Paul. And I love you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Thank you very little. Thank you so much. No, I'm here. And peace. I'm out like I stole something. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.